from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Josh Stein, uh, North Carolina Attorney General, joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. We look forward to hearing from him. Uh, Josh, thank you very much for taking the time. I'm sure you've uh, been fielding conversations about the Tez Walker eligibility news from earlier today, uh, and we want to yeah. dive. We want to dive right in with that. So, um, sure. Okay. Uh, you wrote a letter to the NCAA regarding their decision to make Tez Walker ineligible to play this college football season. That was back in September. Uh, I have that letter in front of me. I want to ask about the one of the very first sentences. Uh, I'll read it to you. You wrote it, but just so everybody else is on the same page. Uh, I write to express my concern about the NCAA's decision to bar uh, Devontae Walker from playing football for the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill this season. That decision is wrong and likely illegal. Can you summarize for us what, what you felt about that ruling may have been illegal? Yeah. Well, first I'll explain how it was wrong, which <laughs> actually ties into its illegality. All right. Uh, basically, you have a young man, Tez Walker, who only ever played football at one other school, Kent State. Uh, he had issues with his grandmother's health, mental health issues. He wanted to be closer to home and transferred to North Carolina. After he transferred to North Carolina, the NCAA changed its rules, saying you can't do this where you transfer twice between schools and you have to sit out. But there are exceptions. And so, one, it was unfair that they applied a rule to a young man after he'd already made his decision. Two, they didn't apply their own rule with its exceptions fairly to him. Uh, and, and three, this issue about the legality is we have state and federal laws that prohibit uh, entities like the NCAA from engaging in restraints of trade, unlawful restraints of trade that are anti-competitive. Uh, I've taken a lot of fast food restaurants to court and gotten settlements because they have what they called no poach agreements, telling a, a fast food worker that if you worked at one store, you couldn't go to a competitor across the street that would pay you more money. That's unlawful because it doesn't help the worker. It, it, it restrains the worker's ability to do what the worker wants to do with his or her life. Tez Walker wants to play football, and he has a right to play football. And if the NCAA is going to keep him from doing that, they have to have a damn good reason. And they just don't have one in this case. We're talking with Josh Stein, North Carolina Attorney General. Uh, Josh, to, to hone in on that point, does does that mean the law or, or the the legality in, in your perspective is looking at uh, is looking at Tez Walker as as a worker rather than you know so many other cases we've we've dealt with him as a or student athletes as students right when you make the comparison to a fast food worker it sounds like an employee uh, rule being applied to a student athlete which has always been kind of a gray area. Yeah, well, student athletes. The Supreme Court has been very clear. Uh, retain the right to share in whatever value they create. And that's why we have name and image likeness. Uh, and so if the NCAA wants to come up with some rule that limits a young person's ability to uh, do what they want to do, there has to be a reason. And, you know, one possible good reason would be uh, the need for a person to take some time to reacclimate to a new school socially and academically uh, but that really falls apart in the case of someone like Tez Walker, who came in with a 3.7 GPA 
from Kent State and remains in excellent academic standing at UNC. So if you're going to have a rule, you have to tailor it narrowly to uh, the, the purpose why you have the rule. Uh, just keeping a, a kid from being able to play football is not a, a valid reason to deny someone the right to, to play sports. Your letter was uh, was dated September 26th, and at the end of the letter you stated that you were ready to engage with the NCAA on a voluntary basis. Did you have any contact with the NCAA between the time of, of sending this letter and, and when Tez Walker was ruled eligible? Yeah, they wrote us the letter and we had a follow-up conversation. All right. And anything you can pass along to us on, on what may have been changing with the NCAA on, on what, you know, uh, allowed Tez Walker's ruling now to be different than it was a month ago? Yeah. I mean, one problem is the NCAA is a bit of a black box and that they don't really tell you necessarily what's going on. <laughs> um, I will say this, that uh, Tez Walker and his lawyers did an excellent job advocating for Tez. Um, the university had outside counsel and we had very constructive discussions with them, the Board of Trustees were actively engaged. My office was engaged. We were all working collaboratively just because uh, it wasn't fair. It wasn't right. And I'm just happy for this young man. I mean, his, mm -hmm. his dream is to play football in the ACC, play at Carolina, and, and now he gets to do that. There just wasn't a reason why he couldn't. And I'm, I'm glad that, like, the common sense of it, our common sense and your common sense seem to be aligning. Um, we're talking with Josh Stein, North Carolina Attorney General. He's joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Uh, why get involved in this specific situation, right? There's, uh, If you listen to, to enough sports radio like shows like this one, you, you, you get used to calling the NCAA out for things that you feel are, are not in the best interest of the student-athlete. What was it about this one that compelled you to, to write the letter? Well, I just assumed – well, I was surprised like everybody else before the South Carolina game that he was pulled from the lineup. Mm -hmm. But when UNC and Tess submitted their reconsideration petition, I just was certain that the NBA was going to give it to him because you just look at the facts, and they are all in Tez's favor. And when they didn't do it, I was frankly pretty shocked. Uh, I know the general counsel over at UNC and – and called and said, you know, I've got some lawyers who have some expertise in antitrust. And we just started talking, and then we got connected with Tez Walker's lawyers, and uh, we all just weighed in because, look, this young man's a North Carolinian. He's entitled to the, his rights under the law, and uh, we were happy to be able to play a little role. Do you anticipate a, a call for you to get involved maybe for other schools when there's a situation of NCAA eligibility for a player? I, I, if, if I do and the equities are in their favor and the NCAA is acting unjustly, uh, we will definitely consider it. Josh Stein, North Carolina Attorney General, connecting with us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline here on The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Uh, you add in the letter, I thought this was a very interesting uh, uh, portion, your, your letter back from September 26th to the NCAA, that the year-in-residence rule is, is now riddled with so many exceptions that the NCAA cannot plausibly substantiate the rule's prior justifications. Uh, so I kind of ask you this, is is this a rule the NCAA needs to do away with or rewrite from scratch in order for it to be enforceable against all of the, the things you brought up in legality sense at the beginning of this conversation? I believe that the rule as written is very much subject to legal challenge, but the, there are ways in which the rule could be drafted uh, that would uh, be more likely to survive that kind of scrutiny. Um, so, you know, 
the NCAA may want to go back and take a look at it. In in your opinion, is there a fair way to limit players' ability to transfer multiple times just like any other student in the student body would be able to or coaches are often bouncing around? Is there a fair way to limit that? Or are I mean, we one, – one, go ahead. One fair way to look at it, Tim, is if, if the purpose of the rule is, as some say, is to make sure that a young person who transfers schools multiple times – you might need to be concerned about their ability to reacclimate to a third school academically and socially. They, you just worry that they need to focus on getting uh, readjusted before they get into the rigors of competitive sports. I mean, if that's your justification, then have your rule be tailored for those for, wh for whom that has meaning. And someone like Tez, who actually had excellent academic grades, both at Kent State and Chapel Hill, and is from North Carolina, and so it wasn't going to be a, a big uh, shock for him to come back to his home state university, then it doesn't make sense. But there may be some other case in which it might make sense, uh, but at least make the rule um, tailored so that it actually applies where it makes some sense. Another part that, that I thought was interesting about this case and others that I've followed in college sports involving NCAA eligibility is kind of the, the line, like, at what point does the NCAA's need for proof that the qualifications for these exceptions are being met overstep the bounds of a player and, and their family's right to privacy, right? I know more about Tez yeah. Walker's grandma and his mental health than I yeah. feel I deserve to know about any college football player. Uh, all of that is very fair points, very, very fair points. And I'm sure the NCAA knows more than, than you or I do. Mm. Um, and I trust they'll be uh, discreet and, and respect his privacy. Uh, but, you know, I, I bet you that was part of it. Like, I don't know, maybe there were things that Pez um, didn't want to put out there initially. I don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and last thing before I, I let you go, and thank you very much for taking the time to, to jump on the air with us. Uh, sure. We keep hearing about, and I say we keep hearing about this. This broke earlier this afternoon, but this this missing piece of information, which seems like there's a a golden ticket that was not available to the NCAA, and once they got this golden ticket, it's like, oh, this changes everything. Is there, you know, after looking at the the NCAA rule, and and you obviously, uh, you know, based on your letter, did a deep dive into all of the different uh, qualifications and 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 uh, exceptions and all those sorts of things. Is it plausible that there's like literally one piece of information that changes a massive months long uh, extravaganza like this one i i yeah i don't know the answer to that question i don't know the ncaa's motivation in refusing him the first time i i don't know their motivation their, their at least their true motivation as to why they've changed their mind again this time what i do know is that tez walker and his team uh, made a very compelling case to the NCAA, and I'm just incredibly gratified that uh, this young guy gets to play football. I mean, he, he's just a kid who wants to play football. And if you're going to keep somebody from playing football, there should be a reason for it that ha that can withstand some scrutiny. And there was no there was no rational reason to keep this guy off the field. Let him play. Let him have fun. And hopefully he'll be successful. And Hopefully this will be his career. You know, let's wish him nothing but the best. I think that's a perfect way to, to wrap up our conversation. Thank you very much for uh, for taking the time to jump on the show. Tim, thanks. Take care.
Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info sps. Your journey begins here. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away once again that was josh stein north carolina attorney general uh joining the show on the heaster automotive group hotline to discuss the tez walker eligibility situation which is a uh a fascinating one to say the very least uh by the way text unc if you want to go watch tez walker unc text it to 919-860-5326 to enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets to see unc play Miami. It's a home game, Keenan Stadium, Chapel Hill, a week from Saturday, October 14th. Again, that is keyword UNC to 919-860-5FAN, 919-860-5326 to enter. The winner will be announced next Monday. Uh, So get those texts in now. All right. So a lot of interesting stuff there from Josh Stein. And I want to begin right at the the top of that conversation as as kind of my reactions. I thought it was very interesting how quickly he went from the 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 conversation about Tez Walker to comparing him to fast food workers that he he's litigated for in the past and that to me is why this is going to be very very difficult now that this this seal has been broken now that multiple time transfers have been allowed and they have been over the past couple of years for the NCAA to put that toothpaste back in the tube, right? Once name, image, and likeness becomes a thing, right? The right to work is real. You have the right to work. You have the right to to go out and earn money and support yourself. And Tez Walker being treated in that same way as a student athlete, as a college football player, or at least in, in Josh Stein's opinion, that's how he should be treated. That makes it a, a much more interesting situation because I don't see how you can then double back and and say no you're not allowed to right you hear these arguments when it comes in the business world with non-competes oftentimes right though they are they have to be absolutely airtight to be upheld in court because a, a person has a right to work right you you don't realize that uh or maybe you do realize that when the NCAA rules Tez Walker ineligible they're also limiting his income that's name, image, and likeness income, as well as future earnings. You know, I'm I'm sitting up here like a like a, a you know, Norman Rockwell Norman Rockwell painting, just all wholesome and Americana, talking about his his want to compete and his desire to win games and and all of these things, and he wants to play with his teammates, his brothers, and wear the the UNC colors. It might come down to no, he needs the the ability to earn cash. That's that's. 
It's a lot of uh, a lot of interest right there from uh, a lot of interesting points, I should say, right there from Josh Stein, the the Attorney General of North Carolina. And just to be clear, I did ask the question, right? Because I hear all the state fans saying, "Oh, where was this when so and so was ineligible? Where was this?" I did ask. I said, "If other schools have have eligibility situations, are you willing to get involved?" Just like you did in this one. And he said, "If if the the need is there." Right, if if he feels the NCAA is is not acting in their best interest, and I forget the exact words he used, uh, but paraphrasing, he said he would be willing to to jump in just like he did for this situation. So, uh, you know, I I hear you, fans of other schools, and and I did ask the question. Yeah, there's always going to be a little bit of pushback and backlash, but here's the I, thing: I the to, right thing was done. That's I tend that's, to believe that's what happens. The right thing was done. Don't make a right. So if somebody else had been mistreated in the past. Uh, that doesn't mean I want everyone from that point forward to be mistreated in the interest of fair. I'd rather have uh, you know start a new leaf now and move forward. And I said this when when Roy Cooper, the the, the governor, wrote the the letter on behalf of of Tez Walker. And I'll say the same thing about Josh Stein. This is very public. This is a very open forum, right? Uh, we just discussed the letter he wrote on radio that you can hear all across the triangle for whatever it was, 10, 15 minutes. It's known now, right? So if there is another situation that that stinks of mistreatment as bad as this one, and that player happens to be from North Carolina or a North Carolina school that doesn't wear Carolina blue, like the president has been set. You you write the letter, you make the calls, you, you get on the phone with the NCAA. I also found it found it interesting that he had talked to the NCAA in between, right? They, I mean, do you, and I, I have no experience with this. Hopefully, I never do. But uh, I think uh, like multiple forms of communication from attorney generals just make things happen. You know, you know what I mean? You got a letter. You had some correspondence. Then you had a follow up. It's like I'm talking to the attorney general of the state of North Carolina. A little too much for me to see feel feel comfortable with what I'm doing. Well, and ultimately, again, the decision wasn't Josh Stein's decision. No. The no. decision comes from the NCAA. They're the ones that made Tez Walker eligible. Mm-hmm. So let's all keep that in mind as well. This wasn't state legislatures or elected officials or any of that kind of stuff declaring Tez Walker eligible. If that was the case, it already would have happened. It was just someone that was advocating for someone who had a right to play. And it's interesting how he brought up the, like you mentioned a little bit ago, the comparing like employees, mm-hmm. like employee work. I mean, North Carolina is a, a right to work state. So, oh, my, my alarms went off immediately. Yeah. I, I so went, oh, like, okay, so, oh, so that's, he's an employee. Yeah. So <laughs> he's like, a worker. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. And we might start seeing in the near future college athletes being able to have a share of revenue generated for games actually being played. So this is where, again, a lot of that's being – so th- there's a lot more to this than just Tez Walker being eligible to play, I feel like. Once college student-athletes are deemed treated as the same way as employees and workers and independent contractors, they start getting the the rights and the protections of those people by the law, uh, it's, uh, college sports could change in an aggressive fashion in the next oh, yeah, five years. You're, you're talking about workers' comp, things oh, like yeah. that. For example, if North Carolina's playing up in Virginia, injury happens there, workers' Equal comp. Equal opportunity like, employments. You're talk, there's, there's a lot more checks and balances that get brought up when, when you're not just an amateur athlete. And I say that with air quotes. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists. Talented surgeons. 
highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.